driving it home. With Patty Vasquez, Patty Vasquez. From global conflicts to greenhouse gases, the folks refusing to wear masks says, and politicians getting caught grabbing asses says, she's driving it home with Patty Vasquez. Hope you are all happy, healthy, and safe on this uh, Tuesday evening, even though it's a a little overcast. It's still so wonderfully warm. I just want to take a moment before I introduce you to our guest. Um, I know so many of us saw the news last night of yet another shooting. And if you're following this story out of uh, East Lansing, several students were also survivors of other shootings at schools, including a survivor from Sandy Hook, a survivor from Parkland. And I've told you before that when these things happen, and I know that we have gun violence in Chicago every single day, this is part of the same conversation. However, when we are in places where we expect to be safe, whether it's at school or at a grocery store or in a synagogue, these are the stories that are amplified because they're so horrifying in ways that it's hard to explain. And I've told you before that when this happens, in particular, I know when uh, Sandy Hook happened and when the Vegas shooting happened, I often visit my brother's um, digital gravesite because even though he did not die by gun violence, his murder has been amplified in ways and used for entertainment, whether it's on television or in movies mostly because of his murderer. And my heart goes out to all the families whose children, their sisters, their mothers, their fathers, all their loved ones are plummeted into this sort of vague territory of anonymity because of the things that that led to it, whether it's the lack of attention from law enforcement or from the people in mental health or... Those who want us to have a proliferation of guns, uh, who think who love guns more than they love children. And I know we've said this so many times that enough is enough. Uh, I don't know how many times we have to say it, how many times we have to beg for the safety of our children. I have a freshman in college and I can't imagine what the parents of the children from Michigan State University were thinking or feeling as their children were in lockdown, unable to call them and tell them that they were safe. Um, I just my heart just goes out for everyone and not just those who are surviving, but those who are live in fear of this. And I I don't know how often we have to beg those who continue to fetishize guns and to fight for more access rather than saying, how can't we just be sensible? And that's all we ask for. Can't we have can't we do something? Because every time we bring up the conversation, we are we are lefties. We're socialists. We're pinky. We're pinkos. We want to infringe on your rights. What we're asking for is to be safe, to be happy and healthy where we are. And that's all we're asking for. And that's what I wanted to say. And I know that our guest uh, who's joining us, Rebecca Jano, I didn't even get a chance to ask Rebecca, who's running for Alderwoman, if uh, uh, if um, how to pronounce your last name. Come on over to your microphone a little bit closer. I know that I, I kind of... There you, you're good. If you want to, that'll be mostly for the guests and you'll be able to hear yourself. Absolutely. Okay. Thank, welcome to the studio. I know it's it's really just a, a hard day, I think, for a lot of folks. So how do I pronounce your last name? You pronounced it perfectly. You called me Rebecca Janowitz. You hit it out of the park. You and, did it... 
<laughs> I, I, uh, I know that as you are running for alderwoman of the, remind me, 43rd Ward. 43rd Ward. Um, you're talking to people about some of these issues. I know when I ran for the 19th District House seat, people talked to me about gun safety and their concerns. And so you're knocking on doors, you're making phone calls, you're talking to groups of people. What are they saying to you about the safety in Chicago and what their feelings are today in, in general? Well, crime is the number one issue in the ward. But I have to share with you that um, for many years, I was involved with a number of gun control groups. Mm -hmm. So I've been having that conversation for a long time. What happened to me was I had my oldest child, my boy, uh, Aaron, and... uh, I was just thinking, I'd also lived in Great Britain for a while, Mm -hmm. and um, his father was actually British. And I just thought, after John Lennon was shot, I thought, I can bring up my child in a country where they shoot the politicians. I cannot bring up my child in a country where they shoot the musicians. Oh, wow. That was the Mm -hmm. last straw for me. Sure. Um, And I joined a local gun control group, and for many years... We fought very hard. We had a lot of victims' marches. We did a lot to try and make the issue present in the community through the people who had lost so much. And we got a little bit of law here and a little bit of law there. But I I never felt that we were winning the war, Mm -hmm. that that we were bearing witness to the losses. We were bearing witness with the families, and there were so many over the years. But in terms of moving the needle towards a, a more sensible attitude towards weapons, no, no. we did, we never made it. We've, and, and it seems to me every time, right, it, it shouldn't be those who are affected directly. And unfortunately, we, we get more numbers by those who lose a child. Today, the father of a, a young woman who died at Parkland uh, said that he has run out of new photos to share with people because there were no more memories to create. And, uh, and, and it's, you know, it doesn't move the needle with those who are so hard-hearted when it comes to something that they believe, I think, is part of their identity? Well, one of the things that happened is there was a big change in America in the gun rights groups. Mm-hmm. If you go back a ways, you might be surprised to know that the National Rifle Association was very opposed to machine guns and, and said, and used to run ads that said things like, who needs a Tommy gun to kill a deer? They were very, they were actually an organization of people who went out and shot wild animals with permits in the appropriate place. And then they were co-opted by the industry. Mm-hmm. And everything has changed since then. Because what you really have now is a group of citizens that's up against an industry. It's pitched as a group of citizens against another group of citizens, but that is not what's going on. And these are the kinds of, and again, they were also, once they were co-opted by the, the gun manufacturers and then by the radical right, because they had the umbrella of, you know, whether it's Phyllis Schlafly and her letters to everybody about, I'm sorry, feminists, you know, feminists are ruining the country and stopping the, the ERA and abortion. When they had the evangelicals, you know, guns became part of Christianity and all these different things. And, and I know that at a lo- local level, when you're, again, running for the alder seat of the 43rd Ward. Ward. I mean, some of the things that we talk about is illegal guns coming to Chicago. And, and look, the 43rd Ward, tell folks, first of all, uh, what neighborhoods are in the 43rd Ward? 
I know it's a lot, but it I'll, helps I'll, people understand. I'll, I'll probably screw it up. Oh no! You, you, I'll it's, find it it's a it's a lakefront. Uh, it's a lakefront ward. It goes from division to diversity, from from Sheffield to the lake. Mm-hmm. It includes uh, the Gold Coast. It includes part of Lincoln. Lincoln Park. Okay. It includes pretty much all of the Gold Coast and part of Lincoln Park. That's what I usually say. Sure. Um, and it's a very, it's actually a very diverse ward. Mm-hmm. People are surprised at that. Um, it's a very creative ward. We have a lot of um, very well-educated, lively people in that ward. And I would say it's a ward that's filled to the brim with strong opinions. <laughs> Yeah, welcome to the club. It's 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 a it's a ward. Um, it, in many ways, it's it's kind of like the ward. I grew up in Hyde Park mm-hmm. in in that ward, and I worked in the fourth ward uh, for Tony Preckwinkle when she was alderman. So my previous wards were different in a way, but also very independently minded. Really, not looking around. One thing you can say about people in my ward is they don't look to any other ward to find out what they're thinking so they'll know what they're thinking. No doubt. They are totally processing it for themselves and um, discovering that other people don't agree with them not as, is not a huge issue for, sure. <laughs> for the ward. Um, and it is a, is a ward that is highly educated, mm-hmm. lots of professions, uh, lots of interest in art, in uh, in in the beautiful side of Chicago. There's a lot of pride there. I would say those are all the, the strong characteristics. So I do think that most people in the ward would agree with me that this is an area where we should be doing better. Mm-hmm. We shouldn't just be remembering people and acknowledging the losses, but we should be working towards uh, limiting it. And, and honoring them through helping others. And in your community then, when they, when you, you mentioned folks are talking to you about public safety, and we, you know, I had a, my friend Dwayne Kennedy was on last week. He grew up on uh, in the Englewood area and said, you know, for decades his community has been suffering. And uh, I talked often about, I grew up here in Jefferson Park, uh, Norwood Park area, and uh, in the 1970s, I was the only Latina in my grade school, and was, uh, because they were bringing kids in from other neighborhoods, from the west side and the south side, and they left after school, there were three of us that were bullied, and um, I remember having my face held down against the pavement and force-fed food from the garbage can in this community, right, and, uh, and so, you know, I still live here because I believe that it, it has the uh, it has the people who work hard who have the potential to grow. And when you talk about your ward doesn't need to look to other communities uh, for opinions and things like that. Believe me, the northwest side is the same way, and they they feel like they've got a hold on things. I'm sure driving through the community, you've seen our aldermen's uh, signs for reelection. Um, you know what I what I am sensitive to, and always have been as a child uh, since being a child. Uh, uh, is that this neighborhood and perhaps your neighborhood doesn't concern themselves with, go- with what's going on in Austin Gage or Englewood or Woodlawn or, or Roseland. And uh, and I think that what my friend Dwayne was saying is that pain that people suffer from being choked off from economic opportunity, from education, from resources on every level, transportation, is now bleeding over into other neighborhoods 
my community, I know a lot of people here would just as soon wall off those areas and let people kill each other. That's how people think. So what, what kind of conversations do you talk to? We often talk about the causes of this, the crime and, and people, whether it's carjacking or smash and grabs and things like that. What kind of conversations are you having with folks? Well, I try to draw on my own experience. Mm-hmm. And I try to draw on some specific experiences I've had. I worked at the jail. I've worked a lot with people leaving jails and prisons. And I've seen that it's possible to reduce crime by reducing the number of people engaged in criminal activity. Because people do look. People do look for ways out of it. Yeah. And that's when the best organizations and the best efforts can be made Groups like Thresholds, Westside Health Authority, Iman, all these groups that really exist to help people transition out of crime and into employment. And if you look at it, one ironic thing right now is there's never been a better time to try and find a job for someone with a record than when there are so many jobs crying. I mean, there... People are willing to consider a lot of folks right now. The range of acceptable is moving out. I'm sorry, I'm making gestures and I'm talking on no, the radio. No, you're on a, that's why I had you sit in front of the camera. You're on the Facebook live stream as well. Oh, well, so you, okay. It, it all translates. It, it, it you just, talk how now you is a time of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And that is what I'm frustrated, is if we don't move to seize those opportunities, if we don't get those folks to those jobs, if we don't do what they need to be supported to get started on those jobs, at least... You know, are we making sure that everybody who's making a sincere effort to become employed has a bus card until sure. they get paid? Mm-hmm. You know, what a what a what a basic, simple investment. And the other thing that I've talked a lot about and I really do believe in is that people in my ward are not do not necessarily understand how much support they're actually getting from people in other wards. There's people in the other wards who agree with them. Mm -hmm. And if you look just very simply at the guys coming out of jail and prison, what do all of them have? Female relatives that want this to work. So all of these other neighborhoods are full of people who agree that these people... The, the, the folks were are the problematic folks, the guys who've wound up in jail and prison, but are human beings and we can talk to them and we can work with them. Their families are totally committed to helping them get out of this this lifestyle. They want them to be working. And when we're in a period of time when those, as I said before, the jobs are opening up, let's make the effort together. Let's get the let's get it moving. Let's get people to the jobs. Let's get uh, safer streets. Our streets will be safer. Other people's streets will be safer. Public transportation will work better if more people are using it. That's true across the board. And these are all things, these are serious problems. I'm not ever speaking to diminish Mm -hmm. the size of the problem. But they are things, our concerns unite us right? in some ways. 
We are talking to Rebecca Janowitz. She's running for the aldermanic seat of the 43rd Ward. If you have any questions, if you live in the community, give us a call or text us at 773-763-9278. That's the number to call and join our conversation. We also want to thank our sponsors, Minocqua Brewing. Go to the uh, top of the Patty, Va- Patty Vasquez show page, and you can see where Jerry has pinned all the Chicagoland areas where you can pick up Progressive Brew. We also want to thank our friends from Kids Above All. We want to support their mission to to make sure that kids can reach their potential. Help them feel supported by visiting kidsaboveall.org. That's kidsaboveall.org. And our friends at European and U.S. Car Service. That's at 4080 North Broadway. You can also call Warren. He's going to be in here in a little bit. You can call him. Not right now. I mean, if you're in a jam, if you get in a car accident or something wrong, or something wrong with your automobile, give him a call at 773-248-1200. We will continue our conversation with Rebecca Janowitz in just a moment on the Heartland Signal. The Hal Sparks Radio Program. A lot of times what you're seeing on the internet, um, imagine if you will, if someone, a neighbor, a stranger, could paint a different view of the world on all of your windows anytime they wanted to. And all they had to do was get you to open the drapes. And if you looked out them, you would think that's what the world looks like, whether it does or not. Hal Sparks, Saturdays from 11 to 1 on WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell Choice Hard Seltzer, an all-natural grapefruit-flavored booze that you can enjoy for only 100 calories a can. A percentage of the proceeds of every can of Choice Hard Seltzer you buy goes to reproductive rights organizations in the Chicagoland area. Enjoy a light, refreshing hard seltzer this summer and support reproductive freedom at the same time. Now available at Dino's Cardinal Liquors in Gurney, Illinois, and Sugar Beet Food Co-op in Oak Park, as well as in Chicago at Jarvis Square Tavern, Rogers Park, and Garfield's Beverage Express Wicker Park. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are in the studio with the candidate for the 43rd Ward Aldermanic seat. We're joined by Rebecca Janowitz. Uh, she, you mentioned earlier that you grew up in Hyde Park. I did. Were your, was your family associated with the university? Or? It, certainly. Ah, how nice. Certainly. I am the proud parent of a freshman at the University of Chicago. Oh, how nice. I'm very excited. But you miss yes. him or her? Is it her? He, he's a train ride away. He hates his roommate. He shows up on a Friday night. It's, oh. I'm, I'm very spoiled is what I'm saying. That's Super wonderful. Yeah. My son loathed his college roommate. Yeah, Griffin hates his college roommate. Where, yeah. where did your son go to school? He went to IIT, and it actually had a huge impact on his life, oh, this, no. this, yes. hate, this hatred, because in the spring of, of the year that he, his first year, he said, I want to show you something. And I thought, this is going to be an apartment. He wants to rent someplace. Sure. Because he wants to get away from this roommate. <laughs> It was a building, and he bought it <laughs> with part of his college money. Oh, my Lord. And That's he was 19. Yeah. And he, he realized that there were a whole group of kids at IIT who had come from other countries and really had a rough year every year because they had to move out of the mm-hmm. dorm for the holidays. And he offered them year-round 
uh, leases with tons of football, <laughs> um, you know, proper and soccer football from all over the world. Sure. And he, he made a killing. That is brilliant. See, our sons are different because <laughs> my son doesn't believe that people should own property. Oh. Yeah. So, oh. <laughs> so I'm not going to have that guy. But in a different, like, it's he, 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 it manifests in different ways as far as, like, his reaction to things that, that pop up. But what a brilliant son. I mean, what a great, I, I mean, I often wish that things like that had occurred to me along the way. Well, he 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 wanted to take his life into his own hands, mm-hmm. and he did. Um, he sure and did. Who, who, who knew? <laughs> Where did you go to college? I went to college at the University of Sussex in Great Britain. Oh, as you mentioned, being in England for a bit. Uh, yeah, and I, I, as a result of that, um, I got a wonderful education. I got a degree in history. I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, I married my, my, my first husband, who unfortunately um, died at oh. a fairly young age. Oh, okay. But he, he left me two wonderful sons. Oh, what are their names? Aaron and Daniel. Aaron and Daniel. And a degree in history. Uh, I have my degree from the University of Illinois in history. How <laughs> maddening. Are these times when you see a story pop up about what we can and can't teach in school? I, <laughs> I, my, it's, it makes what me epileptic. Is, what is wrong with these people? I don't know. First of all, God died and handed him them this power. Mm-hmm. I do not know, but there is. Why would you not want people to just study more? Right. Why is the answer to that if a kid says, well, what should I study? The answer should be more. Yeah, everything. Everything. Whatever you can get your hands Including on. Including bad people. Mm-hmm. The, goodness, history is full of some really interesting bad people. You should learn about those people. Correct. And learn about how they got into the positions that they did where they held too much authority and they were able to get their own way too much. What is more important than learning that? I agree. And... So let's let's let me figure out a way to uh, bring because I I could go on and on about history and my audience knows that but also you know it it, it leads it lends itself to like my mom's from Mexico we are of Native American descent most of Chicago is built on ancestral lands uh, you know there are still very strong Native American groups obviously very strong Latino groups in the city of Chicago you mentioned that your ward is very diverse what are you hearing from people of color in regards to what they are interested in in their representation because we don't have a, 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 as much access to representation in the city uh, that's absolutely true my, my main concern as as a representative as someone who wants to represent the city mm-hmm. has been how many people of color we're losing i think that whatever uh, we learn in conversation we also have to learn something from the people who are leaving mm-hmm. um we are seeing a tremendous hollowing out of black and brown communities in chicago people that we need to keep if we can and that troubles me enormously. Particularly, I don't feel that that's being identified as the problem that it is in our public discussions. Believe, and, me, believe me, it's one of the reasons I ran for state rep in this district, uh, because there is a growing population over 22 uh, percent, you know, but running against the machine and an incumbent and a well-financed uh, a candidate can make it very hard. Uh, so, I mean, those are and I'm seeing that now, even as other people are running for office, they're seeing that that element to it. What are you you're running against an incumbent as well? Or is I'm open- running against an incumbent, but I'm a very well-financed candidate. Mm-hmm. So I am not running against 
or I'm not concerned with what money other people have raised. That must be that must be very nice. I wish I wish I'd known you first, my friend. Uh, yes. Well, <clears throat> let let me just explain though. What I have found that I find quite interesting is a number of people have said it's sort of disgusting that I financed myself, and I wonder. Part of me, first of all, I wonder if they would have said that to a man. Mm-hmm. But the idea of having this woman who comes along and funds her own campaign is very troubling. Um, what I've said to the ward is, because I financed myself, I will owe everything to whoever votes for me. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to own me in a way that you wouldn't if I was always trying to have to balance between my funders and my voters. Sure. All I will ever have is voters. Right. So you get to decide, you know, you're the, you're the people I have to answer to. As it happens, um, my money came from investments in alternative energy, which I'm very proud of and which I feel is part of the future. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to apologize for it. No, and I don't think that you should. And I know, so is that where the negative campaigns, I mean, you know, it can get very personal. In my campaign, the incumbent weaponized the trauma of rape survivors Uh Yes, she did. Lindsay LaPointe weaponized the trauma of rape survivors. Uh, She also weaponized the trauma of domestic violence survivors. And so it can get very nasty. So I'm wondering, is it mostly on the the basis of your wealth that people are attacking you? So far. um, But maybe they're saying other things like making fun of how I speak or something, and none of my friends want to tell me. Okay. But, but, but But it's mostly on your wealth? what 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 I've seen is mostly a focus on my wealth. It. I have... It's hard to attack my record Mm -hmm. because it's of service to local government um, and doing things that needed to be done. Uh, The people that I've focused the hardest on are people who are very vulnerable and can go one way or the other. And trying to help them go the right way is one of the keystones of safety. So I think it's been harder to attack that kind of thing. Sure. And and to your point about whether or not we are, most Democrats and progressives are very happy with Governor Pritzker as our leader of the state. And so, you know, if, if people have been involved, as you have, with uh, with criminal, with justice, with uh, fighting for communities, and as Governor Pritzker has for decades, it is in comparison and contrast to Governor Rauner, who got into office. I know that's how I started advocating for families who have children with disabilities and human services across the state was that was where he started was the people who are least likely to show up in the rotunda of Springfield and demand, you know, that which helps support all of our communities. I think that if you can demonstrate that, you're right. I don't think there's a reason to attack the fact that you have been smart about the choices that you've made and deliberate about them. Right. I think that makes sense. Is that resonating with uh, constituents? In your I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> what do they tell you? I mean, like no one's coming up to you and saying, ah, you're just a well, you know, no. Um, well, people have come up to me and said all kinds of things. I mean, <laughs> welcome the, the, to the party. The, the range, <laughs> the range of human comment is dazzling. Um, but I do think that um, those the attacks that are being made on those points will fail mm-hmm. apart from anything else. <laughs> Quite a few other people in the ward are fairly wealthy. So just to say, you know, it's bad to be rich is not necessarily a statement that's going to regi- resonate in that ward. Sure. Um, it is, uh, we, we, we are, uh, we are people, many of us are people who have benefited from capitalism. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Let me take a, uh, 
uh, <laughs> so, uh, someone just texted that you uh, remind them of sort of uh, Sarah Feigenholtz and uh, Jan Schakowsky. So I don't know if that uh, is, well, feels complimentary. Expression or I mamalution. I think that's a way of saying I'm a Jewish woman. Um, <laughs> no, no, no. This, this is someone who knows those uh, those, 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 those candidates, those leaders. So, yes. Well, I certainly be delighted to be compared to two smart Jewish women. There you go. Let me take a quick break. We're, we're, we are speaking with the candidate for the 43rd Ward Alder seat. This is Rebecca Janowitz. And, uh, of course, early voting has started. If you have questions and she's your candidate or you know someone in the community that she seeks to represent, you can call or text us at 773-763-9278. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment on the Heartland Signal. Joan Esposito, live, local, and progressive on WCPT Willow Springs, is powered by ComEd. See how ComEd is preparing for a clean energy future at comed.com slash clean energy. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. Driving it home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. in the studio with Rebecca Janowitz. She is running for the 43rd Ward Alder seat. Of course, the election is on February 28th. Early voting has started. And uh, we're talking a little bit about, we talked already about uh, raising campaign funds. Uh, we've talked a little bit about the community. Tell us a little bit about what inspired you. Is this your, oh, let me, I had a text that some, I, I messaged somebody because I don't, I know people who know you or know of you. So I was like, hey, what can you tell me about Rebecca, Rebecca Janowitz? And they said, hold on a second, because they were watching the races in 2019. So you've run previously. Mm-hmm. They said uh, Rebecca was one of our favorites in 2019. She's smart and she's got a brand of self-deprecating humor that makes debates fun. <laughs> That's a good compliment. It's a lovely compliment. She's like she's like a friend from way back when that you didn't know you had. So that's a uh, that that's, was that's very very nice. That's, I just wanted to let you I know. Really I won't tell you that. who said that because then just just pretend like it's all your friends said that. All about my you. friends said that. No, that's very nice. Um, that is. You know, participating in the race the first time that I ran Mm -hmm. was really amazing because the ward has this capacity to get people together to listen to you. And I'm so used to parts of the city where if you want to have a meeting on anything, I mean, whether you're running or you're trying to take down, you're trying to replace part of public housing, you need to get people into the room because you have to People have to know what's going on, and you have to get them involved in the decision-making process. And it's so much work to bring people in. In the 43rd Ward, they have forums. They organize for you. (laughs) You get invited. (laughs) Right. I mean, it it is unbelievable. When I ran the first time, and and I had less funds available to me. I couldn't believe it. People, you, I got my, I filed, so I kept getting these, please come on such and such a night and uh, we've we've arranged for 50 people to be in the room. Is that okay with you? Mm-hmm. Yeah! It's okay that you arranged for 50 people to be in the room to hear me. <laughs> sure. Yes! That's fantastic. It's yeah. amazing. I, I can't think of another ward that's as like that. I, I don't know. I, I will challenge you on that. No, I, we, uh, we were interviewing a candidate from the 24th Ward on the southwest side, and uh, I interviewed her at our forum, the 45th Ward Aldermanic Race, which has six candidates. 
800 people and wow. this was yeah this okay. was yeah this and she said the same thing you're saying she's like do these people are they re- all retired <laughs> these people but it was the communities of Edgebrook Jefferson Park Gladstone Park all the neighborhood organizations and that does have a lot to do with it when i tell people about how you know wanting to get involved in the communities whether you want to run for office someday or you just want to know how do we keep our parks clean how do we communicate with each other with you know things that are going on it sounds like you have great neighborhood organizations in your community. Yes, and I've, I've been really impressed over the years um, with what some of the new way neighborhood organizations bring to it. I, I, I served um, for many years on local school councils, mm-hmm. and that's a great way. As it happened, none of them are in the ward where I'm running now. Life changes. But, but just to be involved with local school councils yeah. and to hear people's concerns. And you get everything at a local school council. You have the union people who are there talking about their stuff. You have the parents. You have people who have, um, how should I say, uh, eccentric personal family views, and you're trying to find <laughs> sure. a way to incorporate them mm-hmm. gracefully right. in the whole. Um, and so you, you have all of those things happening on the local school councils. I'm I'm so interested in what's happening with the new police uh, police boards. So it, am I. Believe it, me. Yes. It reminds me of when local fr- school councils first came in, mm-hmm. and I think it's it's very that that kind of grassroots democracy is so important. Uh, it's it's going to be, and then we, you know, in, the, in a couple of years, we will have elected school boards as well. So it's going to be a lot of elections. So let's make sure that, that folks who live in your community have an idea of, well, first of all, what's the website where they can learn more about your um, your re- platform? I, That's okay. I can find it too. <laughs> I believe saying, it's Rebecca Janowitz at info.com. Okay. I, I hope that's correct. But honestly, if, I think if you go in with Rebecca Janowitz, you'll find the website, which was done beautifully by people who are much more technically apt than me. Isn't it great to be able to hire people and go, you're oh, so smart. Oh, my God. Yeah. People for whom things that would make me cry, they just go, oh, well, we'll do that. <laughs> sure. Um, Re- RebeccaJanowitz.com. So yes. it's RebeccaJanowitz.com, and there's information about how to get involved with the campaign. So do you have, have you been going door knocking? Are you oh, up I've at- been door knocking. Yep. I've been standing in front of, my, my big thing is grocery stores. Sure. I figure everybody needs food. Mm-hmm. You can do whatever you want, but it doesn't matter your income level. you got to have food. So I stand, stood in a lot of grocery stores handing out my, my cards and talking to people, I found that it's a very good way to meet people. Um, It's been the whole process from collecting the signatures. I collected a great many of the signatures myself. Mm -hmm. And so that was, you know, met, I met a lot of people. I've gone door to door. There are the forums. And then lovely people are giving me, you know, what they call the coffees which seem to be lavish amounts of food, I must say. I'm, I'm very touched. And I don't, people have been really cu- turning out for them. I don't know if because of COVID, we all feel a little lonely. Sure, and that's part and, of it, for and sure. And we're, we're willing to go out and listen to a short political address to get some good food mm-hmm. and quality time with other nice people. Um, but it's been going very well. Excellent. So what, okay, so I know a lot of people talk about, uh, that we talk about public safety. What are some of the things that you're hearing on the doors as well from uh, their concerns? People believe that um, one of the things I really don't understand is people are very nostalgic about cash bond. And I remember some (laughs) of the people who paid cash bond, and I remembered where some of the cash came from. So I don't really see that the way... 
Yeah, why? The people at the doors see it, sometimes see it. Um, I don't see that as the way. Judges can hold anyone mm-hmm. that they feel is a flight, flight risk. Right. We really do not have, um, across the board in the judiciary, people meeting the standards that that we we need. I, I mean, I think that anybody would say there's room for improvement. Well, it, it, and, I, and I think for me, the way, some of the things that resonate with me, look, my, like, as I mentioned at the top of the show, my brother was murdered uh, when he was 16 years old. And uh, so y- y- people assume that I want to be, you know, tough on crime and, you know, death penalty and all these things. I actually am against the death penalty. And some people will say, well, you know, your brother's murderer was executed. You have sort of that privilege of it. It didn't change our lives. It did not improve anything. It did not bring Michael back. I also think that if I, if I knew that John Wayne Gacy could get out on bail, Right. If we if someone does that, that was my brother's murderer. If we know that somebody who commits heinous crimes and obviously at that point, a judge would say not able to be released. But if someone commits a crime and you're worried about their their uh, the possibility of violence, you wouldn't want them to pay their way out of it either. Just because someone has enough money to then go ahead and hurt somebody else is not an excuse to have cash bonds for people who can't afford it. And I know. And people don't understand there are there were in the past rotten people mm-hmm. with extraordinary access to cash. Yeah, um, one of my oldest son's friends was was beaten to death with his own bike lock. Mm. It was a very wealthy kid that was charged with it. I can't say was convicted of it because he paid a ginormous bond and immediately left the country because he had three passports. And we in Cook County were so unsophisticated that no one asked him, "Do you have citizenship in more than one?" country. Where are your passports? Right. We're sitting in a town with an airport, an international airport, we never shut up about, and we don't realize that if we let people post an enormous amount of money, they're also going to be able to afford that ride to the airport. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it, I, but that I part doesn't it, translate, does it? It doesn't. And it's it, it, you can't turn these reasonable explanations into these slogans, you right. see. Yes. And that's what makes it so difficult. Well, maybe that's what it is. We have to figure, let's figure out the, the slogan for uh, rich criminals shouldn't be able to get out. I mean, that's what, because that's what it is. They the People think of, in the same way we don't go after white-collar crimes at the same level, the amount of money, every whether it's uh, unpaid wages or, you know, the it, it, it's, you know, just skimming money in so many different ways, tax evasion, sending money off shorts, all those different ways that white crimes are perpetuated, uh, we focus on, like I mentioned earlier, the carjackings, the smash and grabs. That's what people see. So they think of, and they'll use the language that is, first of all, often loaded racism, uh, and because they don't want those people to get out. It's just another way to incarcerate black and brown people. And we, don't, we, we certainly don't hold those who also commit crimes at a high level uh, no, at the same time. Not, not at all. Uh, rich people should, and, and this goes even to the fair tax which we tried to pass, right? That was going to help the middle class, but people, even though it was going to be a tax on wealthier people, including yourself, it was something that was going to try to close that gap that has widened. And, and I was all for it. Right. I mean, you know, if you're, if, you're, if you're a sensible person, you're going to be in favor of that. Right. <laughs> You've used a word that a lot of people will... I, I, what do you mean I'm not sensible? And then they get unsensible. <laughs> 
Uh, let me know uh, if you have any questions for our guest, Rebecca Janowitz, joins us in studio. Uh, we are talking about her race for the 43rd Ward seat. She wants to be the Alder Woman. Do, which one do you prefer, do you think? What, what will you use? Alder woman, alder person, well, they alder? Well, they tell us officially that it's alder person. Alder person. Which I think is a really unattractive word. It's cumbersome. <laughs> it's, it's, not, it's not. There's no residence right. to alder person. But if that's what it's supposed to be, I'll be the alder person. I like alder. Alder. Alder, I think, is right? fine. Right. Um, it, it, has a, it has a quickness about yes, it. It does. And it sounds so... It sounds kind of old-fashioned, and I like that. Right? Well, well she, uh, Rebecca Janowitz is running for the alder seat of the 43rd Ward. Uh, you can go to RebeccaJanowitz.com to learn more about her campaign. Let's take a break here. We'll continue our conversation in just a moment. And coming up after 6, Warren Price from European U.S. Car Service will join us. And uh, and uh, we'll talk about If you have a question about a car, Rebecca, please don't hesitate to ask me. More, Not me, but Warren. More in a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. Chicago's Progressive Talk, WCPT 820, where facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. We are in studio with Rebecca Janowitz. She's running for the 43rd Ward Aldermanic seat, the Alder seat. And uh, we were talking a little bit about uh, some of the issues that are important to the constituents in her community. Rebecca, I'm going to take a call from a listener. Uh, your headphones working pretty well, right? Yes, I hope so. Good. Let's see what uh, Nick. Nick is on the northwest side and has a question for the candidate. This uh, says, hey, Nick, what's on your mind? Yeah, I was saying to the screener that uh, my understanding of this, uh, the reducing the cash bill uh, that people have to put up, it's not eliminating it like for everybody where you get arrested for beating up somebody real bad in a robbery and you just sign a, a thing and walk out. That's not what it is. It's like for people who are of means, and many people are, who get in trouble in a minor way, and if they put up $100 out of a $1,000 Bond, they can put up the hundred and appear in court. Sometimes with a lawyer, and it might be fairly trivial. They might have gotten discharged. Even I don't. My understanding is that's what it is. They're trying to eliminate these poor people from being locked up and kept in jail. Right. For, that's uh, that's exactly uh, right. You know? And my my problem with the way the elimination worked was that we also eliminated for respectable working people, but who got in a bar fight or something and then appeared in front of a judge, a judge could give them a relatively modest cash bond and get them back to work. And that that was a side of the cash bond that was ignored by the zealous young reformers who got rid of it. Um, but it's always the case now that a judge can hold a person if there's evidence that the person is a risk to other people. They can be held. And that is the message that I just keep repeating. And remember, money didn't necessarily, a high cash bond didn't necessarily keep a dangerous person being held because some of those folks could pay a lot of money and they weren't the people you wanted released. It does put a lot of pressure on our judges because they have to really look at who should be released. And... Some of them are up to it, and I think for some, it's it's a more difficult decision. It can be a curve. It's a that. curve. Yep. And, you know, okay. one of the things I'm interested to see that there's been very little conversation about is, are we giving judges enough information? 
should should be we should we be improving what they know when they're making that decision? Okay, now, I want to say I, I don't live in your ward, uh, but if I did, I would definitely vote for you because you put. I love you. Would you like to move to my ward? There's a lot of vacant. There's there's apartments available. And you run. Where where do you live, Nick? Uh, around the Lincoln Square area. Oh, I love that neighborhood. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah. That's very oh, yeah. nice. But I'll tell you, don't write us off. <laughs> keep keep the uh, keep the lakefront in mind for sure. Thank you so much, Nick. I got room in my place here. You can move in with me. There you go. <laughs> Would Buddy be mad at me? Uh, maybe. Take care, Nick. Have a great rest of your day. Okay. Thank you. And as you are, are talking to uh, constituents, what are some of the other things? So we've talked about public safety and that, in, within that, the cash bonds and things like that. Uh, property taxes, I'm guessing, comes oh, up. Property taxes, yes. Yeah. Yes, property taxes. People are really worried. And the people that I'm the most concerned about in regard to this are people who have lived in the ward for many years mm-hmm. and may not be able to stay. And people tend to look at affordable housing as being something of concern for people who are not yet housed. Right. But affordable housing is also an issue for people who are already in a place they want to be. Yes. And they need to stay there. And I think that that gets lost. And I certainly would hate to see any of our older residents, Mm -hmm. of whom I am one of them, um, forced to go and learn a new place. Right. When you get to be a certain age, you like to know where you are, and sure. you like to know which is the good dry cleaner and which is the crummy one, and all these other things that help you navigate your own neighborhood. People tend to narrow affordable housing as something for very poor people or people who are just starting out. But people who have a decent income also need to see housing kept within a range that they can afford. And people who've been in a community for a long time would like to stay there. They don't want to go and learn another community. Believe me, one of the hardest fights we one of the things that broke this neighborhood was fifty one fifty, and the which is the uh, mixed income housing uh, that John Arena had fought for, and many of this community had fought for. It was so hard to explain to folks that the threshold for income that would qualify you to live in that building fifty three percent of the people in this community would qualify, but they don't want to. Like you said, there's something that there's this idea of what mixed income housing means. Isn't there? It's very, very strange. And we need to put together um, a pa- packages so that people can stay where they are. Right. We have to make sure that public transportation is safe enough and reliable enough that, Please, yes. that older citizens or people with disabilities don't have to struggle mm-hmm. to pay for the car. Or to operate the car. Let's be honest. There's two sides to that. So public transportation is a key element in keeping housing affordable that tends to be overlooked. I'm also a big fan of the folks, the young people uh, in their grassroots mo- movement, uh, Better Street Chicago and groups like that, uh, Bike Grid now and things oh, like that. Oh, the Bike Grid. Yes. yes. I, I, what I always say about the bicycles is because of my children, I am over lobbied on the bike issues. My, my children, <laughs> my children, one of my su- supporters, Tony Preckwinkle, once called me up and said, did someone in your family buy a bike that five people can ride at once? And I said, Tony, who 
else do you know who would have bought that bike That's besides so my children? Yeah. It was special ordered from Holland, mm-hmm. and five people can ride it at That's once. Outstanding. Yeah, sure. Okay, so they are, you know, they want the bike lanes. They want the safety. And everything they want actually makes everybody safer. Thank you. Yes. I have have a son in a wheelchair and often with a walker. And yes, all of that. If we're more cognizant of pedestrians and cyclists, it's safer for everyone, isn't it? Yes. Yes. (laughs) I love that you're over. I've never heard anyone say they're over lobbied because it's from within your own family. That's outstanding. Well, if you you met them, they're they're a vigorous group, Mm -hmm. I would just say about that. And they have extremely strong opinions. (laughs) We had to hide my son's Twitter account (laughs) because... Same thing. Same thing. Okay, let me uh, give you a chance to give your pitch to those who live in the 43rd Ward or know someone in the 43rd Ward why they should vote for you for Alderman. I'm really looking forward to having the opportunity to put my experience, my years of government service, and my experience with very good local organizations, all of that experience to work for the people of the 43rd Ward. I think the things that I know how to do would benefit the ward. I think the understanding that I have of the local issues, the schools, the business issues, the traffic issues, all of those things coming together, that I can really help a ward that is a very good place to live, make sure that they serve everyone who's in the ward, and make sure that it's as good a place for people who've just arrived as people who've always been there. It's as it's as easy to stay if you've been there for a long time than somebody just coming in. All of these things, these are the moving pieces of a ward. And I understand them. And I really would like to put my experience to work for that ward. We wish you the best of luck. And again, the website is RebeccaJanowitz.com. Early voting has started. Uh, maybe you'll see Rebecca on your on your f- porch or in front of your grocery store or at your polling place. If you live in the 43rd Ward, uh, check her out and see uh, what you think. We thank you so much. And maybe we'll check in with you the night election. We're going to be on the air till 10. If you have any events coming up and you want to let people know about, feel free to reach out. I will certainly do that. And thank you very much. Absolutely. Carry on. Good luck. Let's take a break here. We're checking with our our car guy, Warren Price, in just a moment on WCPT 820 Heartland Signal. The Rick Smith Show, live weeknights from 8 to 10 p.m. Look at what's happening. The Rick Smith Show on WCPT 820. Everyone is talking about it. Chicago's progressive talk. Because facts matter. You're listening to WCPT 820. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. 
Just taking an extra moment to make sure that uh, Warren Price has his uh, headphones all set. How's that sound? Is that better? Sounds great. <laughs> Thank you for hanging out with us, Warren. I miss your face. Happy Valentine's Happy Day. Happy Valentine's Day. Will you <sighs> be my Valentine? I will be your Valentine. Steve, just for an hour. Thank you. You brought me roses and you brought me Kit Kats. And I you want Kit Kat? Yeah. I'll bring some out to Lady B, too. Throw me one. There you go. Let's yeah, see how it. Oh, look at that. We're a good team. Good team. You Did pitch, you? I catch. There you go. Did your daughters ever play catch with you? Are you kidding? I they played everything with me. Absolutely. My, my son would never play catch. Like, he just, I know. Lily and Claire, I had them on the, I had them in martial arts fighting. You should see these pictures I have of the girls with their faces when they broke boards. <laughs> oh my God, they look so tough. And they're only like six. Did you, now did you make a dojo for them? Like a, a workout space No, but for them? I brought them over to the CFC uh-huh. and I put them in the ring with full equipment on <laughs> and they couldn't stand holding, wearing the equipment. Outstanding. Yeah, it was great. That's fantastic. I, uh, uh, I, I signed Griffin up for martial arts when he was five years old. Uh, we all actually took um, karate at uh, the YMCA. Me, Steve, and Griffin, when he was five years old, took classes together. They did fa- family classes. Okay. Declan was like, they had a child care there at the Leaning Tower Y. It was amazing. You went to Gunye. Leaning Tower? Okay. Yeah, Gunye, yeah, we did all the, like, you learn Korean, uh, like, how to, how to count and a lot of different things. But then we wanted him to have a dedicated instructor. So we took him, he, he's taken uh, martial arts, uh, Kenpo? I think he takes Kenpo. Ken, yeah. Kenpo. Um, and he's now a, uh, I believe, a blue belt Good. because I'm glad he's still practicing. Oh yeah, and part of the reason he's a lean, yes, mean fighting machine. Oh, there was a time when if I try to like you know you touch and your, no one would know looking at him either, right? Well, yeah. that's a thing. Like there were times where I would come up behind him if he's studying or something, just put my hand on his shoulder. Is he listening? No, I don't think so. <laughs> but there were times when I would like just like walk up to him, put my hand on his shoulder, and I would end up in like in a lock, like because he would just like move and like twist me. I'm like, okay, I'm just your mom. Yeah, you're, you're not. I have attacked. to cook dinner tonight, so don't hurt me. <laughs> part of the reason I signed him up was because he was so smart, but like smug about it, you know? So that he might have an attitude and someone might not like it. Correct. And, yeah, and yeah. that's, and kids were already making fun of him and he would come home and say, mommy, they're calling me a know-it-all. And I was like, it's okay, sweetie. And he's like, I know. I call them, it's better than being a know-it-nothing. So... Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, it's funny you, when you're that young and you have some smarts and you understand you do. And he took a step back, yeah, which was kind of him instead yes. of being an obnoxious, smart. Yeah. Blank. Yes. Yeah. Punk. 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 Yeah. He's yeah. a sweet kid. So uh, your daughters are now in their second year in California. Third year. Third year. In Denver and in uh, Claremont, Claremont, California. Yeah. yeah, one's at Pitzer and the other one's at the University of Denver. Pitzer's such a beautiful campus. I mean, it's ridiculously beautiful. It's so small. I mean, you've got Pitzer, uh, Claremont McKenna, uh, Scripps, Harvey Mudd, mm-hmm. and Pomona. And they're little communities. Yeah, they're and, these little quads like connected yeah. to each other. Beautiful. And, and Claire, there's only like 5,000 students at the University of Denver. So they're both at small schools. Claire got a scholarship. <sighs> Hey, that's how I feel. I feel like I won the lottery, yeah, man. Lily is uh, cruising through, co- not cruising, she's busting her tail and mm-hmm. uh, doing the job. Oh, by the way, girls, you're my Valentines. Aww, I know you're home? not listening. They're, they're not home, are they? No, they're in, oh. they're in school. But they can be listening online. Oh, I, I don't know. I remind folks yeah. to, to tune in well, online. Well, let's see. It's still early in Denver. And, yeah. Yeah, and I think Lily's got a four o'clock class, which puts us in school right now. Yeah. Someone just sent me a, a taco buffet. It's a, a heart shape with all tacos and then roses in the middle. So thank you very much for that from the 219. Oh, very <laughs> good. That sounds like it's yeah, Indiana. 
question for Patty V. I'm in the 45th ward. I don't care for I, I know uh, I don't care for our current alderman. I'm with you on that. And um, who do I recommend for the for the alderman? I have been clear about this. I am being very honest, and I'm I'm not only contributing but also volunteering for Susanna Ernst. I've known her for almost a decade. She's been committed to the community. Uh, she has, if you know about that people space between Westons and Popeyes on Milwaukee Avenue, across from the Blue Line Terminal. She uh, was one of the driving forces behind bringing that to life, and it's a kind of dynamic dynamic energy she wants to bring to the Milwaukee Corridor, as well as uh, serving the people of the Northwest Side. I I could tell you a lot of things, but what I'm saying is I like her a lot, uh, but I thought I should be uh, very upfront with the fact that I really support her, and I can't continue to be quiet when we have an alderman who intimidates uh, residents, jumps out of his car and starts yelling at a grandmother in front of her kids, uh, feigns that he is, uh, he feels, uh, he feels, what did he say? The other day there were people out spreading um, these... uh, uh, they put door hangers out that share all the headlines of the things that he's under investigation for. And he came out with his daughter in a stroller and he's walking down the middle of the street. And he's like, I feel threatened. I feel uncomfortable with you videotaping me while he's videotaping them. It's the most asinine thing going on. on the Northwest side. It's very, it's very, uh, it's very weird. Uh, Warren's camera is facing up so we can't see him. It needs a face down. So let me, can I do this lady? B? Yeah. Let's see if I can do that. No, maybe. And hold on. No, don't move. You don't move. I'm going to do that. Oh, it keeps popping up because of the tape, I think. Wait a second. Let wait, me see wait, something. Wait, wait, wait. Don't move. You don't move. Oh, sit down. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, we got it. Right? Is that it? Yay, I did it. <laughs> Look at you, the mechanic, thinks he wants to keep fixing things. All right. Well, so yeah. Awesome. You know, give me a, a situation, and that's what I do. I fix things. At some point, I got to invite. I know Jerry had a question about his car. I have a quick question. Jerry's in, in the back. He said yeah. he's, he said he was going to call in or do something. I can come in. It's yeah. down next to you. Yeah. Um, we, we, two years ago, during the, the height of the pandemic, there was an issue with a shortage of computer chips for cars. Is yes. that True. still? Are we still catching up with that? Catching How are up. We? Still catching up. Okay. Yeah. Um, parts hasn't really come back all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's coming back a lot, but it still hasn't come back all the way. And with the new cars coming out, it's really more of a problem because are they catching up on the old things that they need or are they putting the money toward the new things right. and leaving the old behind? Uh, it's kind of a combination. And I know that the, the manufacturers are playing, you know, and uh, I think it's better. We're actually getting some merchandise a little quicker, and thank God, because we've had a a real hard go of it. Uh, We've had some cars that have been at our shop for six months waiting for parts. Come on. One insurance company totaled out a $100,000 car that only had about $28,000, worth of damage, which Mm -hmm. is, let's say, 29%. Most insurance companies consider totaling cars at 55, 60% up. Right. But because of the time delay, they didn't want the insured to uh, have a situation where they might not ever get their car back. Wow. Yeah. It's terrible stuff. That's crazy. Crazy, yeah. Oh my and God. you know what's funny is the consumer doesn't realize it's not us, right? You know, of course not. But we're the controller of their repair, so you're the middleman. We're the the one they talk to. We're the one they talk to. Oh yeah. God! So, so it's all get, your fault. Uh, it's all my fault. Yeah, I had, I'm the <laughs> one who created your accident. Yeah. By the way, if you do have an issue with your car and perhaps in traffic, and especially if you're somewhere, we we've talked about this. We made it one of our trivia questions. What's the first thing you oh should do? Oh my when God, that was hilarious! When I the, yeah, yeah, you were like, you're like probably screaming. Make sure you're okay. But one of the answers was, I thought, reasonable, was make sure you turn your car off. 
Yeah, that, that's good. That's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, I was driving down uh, Ridge Avenue on my way to Evanston to pick up a car that was damaged with one of my that men in the car. Listening? Yeah, yeah. And I'm listening all of a sudden on the radio, and Patty says, "Well, we're having a contest as to what does Warren say." <laughs> it's the first thing you're supposed to do in an accident. That's what we're going to do for now. We just have a contest. And what does Warren say? <laughs> <laughs> what does what Warren? Be careful, say? everybody. Yes. Yeah, wait a minute. On the air, I might say, yeah, on the yeah, air, on, on the, the air, air things. Yes. Yeah. Um, but so one of the so if folks are in an accident, uh, I've been giving out your number. This is the right number, right? Seven seven three two four eight twelve hundred. I think it's seven seven three two four eight twelve hundred. Let me see. Let me see what happens when I call. <laughs> it, my phone won't ring. Somebody's phone will ring. Uh, All right. The, the, the shop will ring. All right. Just uh, let me. I also wanted to. Oh, I want to say hi to our good friend. I don't know if you ever met him, Sergeant Paraka. Remember when I would have the Marines on? Yes, I and do I, remember it, but I never met the Sergeant. So Sergeant Paraka, uh, I told him to tune in because I would have have you on, and he had a question about the auto show. He went and he was. He, he said it wasn't as good as it has been in the past. When did he go? Just today, like yesterday or whatever. Okay. And he or over the weekend, maybe recently, this auto show. And one of the things he noticed was that they didn't have Mercedes there, and they only had like. BMW dealerships, but not the, the the car maker as present. They had representation from the Chicago dealers instead of right. the actual manufacturer. That I didn't notice. I was there for uh, the charity night. Right. Um, I was with uh, the Jesse White Tumblers and the BL Auto Group How sponsoring mm-hmm. you know the thing the event, which was wonderful. You know, I'm, I'm all for the charities. They had 18 charities there going wow. on. And, uh, you know, you should see everybody all dressed to the nines and having a good time. And, uh, you know, you go upstairs and you start walking around. But, you know, after a long business day and then going to a party and continuing the schmooze, it's a little tiring. You know, we stayed till about a quarter to nine and then we left. But we never did the whole show. I wanted to, but. You know, you run out of steam. How'd you date like the She loved it. Excellent. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, and more. Can I just throw two cents in? Please. Remember I was talking at the auto show about how uh, technology and uh, things are changing? Trying to keep up. Well, I joined forces recently with a company called Technocraft. Excellent. Congratulations. Yes. That has uh, now seven stores, including mine that I work with, and I'm part of their program. Okay. And uh, they're the company to bring us into the future. Technocraft. Technocraft, yeah. Excellent. They have uh, stores in Schaumburg, Justice, uh, Bloomingdale, uh, Peoria, all over. And, uh, another one in Chicago called B&L. And uh, we're all striving to be better. Right. To give the public what they need and uh, technolo- technologically, did I say that right? Yeah. And uh, with service, yeah. service, giving them the best quality service you can possibly give someone. So, in what instance would they reach out to Technocraft, or is it more? Well, for they the would mechanics? reach out to us. Yeah, to, you, so, to, to, to European. Us. Okay, yeah, they're our support. Excellent. They're our support, and they're going to you know take us to lands we've never been before. Right. There's so much certification going with, with yeah. uh, all kinds of different manufacturers, uh, making sure that the, the consumer gets what they should because mm-hmm. insurance companies don't want to give them what they should, okay. which is something I've been talking about for years. Right. Yeah. Insurance companies hold back. They have a lot of power, too, don't they? You know, it's sick. They tell you, you know, the consumer doesn't know that when you call in for a claim and they tell you what to do, that's for their benefit, your benefit, but not really your benefit. Right. Um, I had a guy come in on Sunday. I was at the shop. He called me Sunday through another friend of mine, Jerry Marichelle. I say hello to you, Jerry, if you're listening. Uh, and 
he got an estimate from someone else for eight thousand on his car. Um, I quoted him just a hip shot guess of seven, and the insurance company came back to an estimate with him for nineteen hundred. Now, I don't know. Where does this all make sense? We're going to get the seven or eight thousand because right. that's what it takes. But the insurance company pushes us to try and give the customer nothing. Right. I nothing. know. And the customer's paying for a quality repair. Right. And they don't want to give it to them. So we have to fight for them, and it takes godly amounts of time. Oh, my God. It's sad. Yeah, that's insane. But we fight it, and we give the customer what they want. Well, there you go. When you, when you need someone who fights for you, make sure you're calling European U.S. Car Service at 4080 North Broadway. You can mm-hmm. give Warren a call at 773-248-1200. The website is europeanus.com. Yeah. I, <laughs> that well, works. I like when Warren's like, oh, she got it all. No, that was it. That yeah, was all, a, all the boxes yeah, checked. Yeah. All right. And, uh, and tell, tell them that Patty sent you. Tell them Patty pa- sent you. Patty, Patty, Patty sent me. Go across the street, get a piece of pizza. From Mike's Pizza. Yeah, Michael's. Michael's, sorry. Michael's, yeah. I shortened it to, yeah. to Mike's. Michael's Pizza. I was going to do that today, but I bring one, a heart shaped one. Uh, the chocolate, the roses, you've already gone above and beyond. You oh, don't have Patty. It's very Mike. sweet. Thank you. Let's take a quick break here. More conversation with Warren Price from European US. And we'll also talk to our friend. Jerry's got he's got a, he's got a question. We got we got a guy. He's got a question. Let's take care of it. If you got a question, 773-763-9278 is the number to call and join our conversation. WCPT 820, Chicago's Progressive Talk, where facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. hanging out in studio with our good friend Warren Price and Jerry Walski joins us as well. Uh, Jerry, thanks for hanging out with us. Happy Valentine's Day. You too, young lady. I brought you some candy. I know it's big on candy. And uh, what'd you bring me? Well, really? My okay, hawk. You know, I'm I'll hawk (laughs) some stories. Some boot tights. You want to wear some tights? He was was talking. Actually, trying to help him figure out how to get rid of them. Get rid of them. I'm not get rid of them. How to sell them? He told me everything we've already done before. Are you? How do I get rid of these? How do you get rid of these? I got no. these windshield wipers. Everything How do I get rid of these? Everything I mean, we've already done. But anyway, put them in the back you, of a trunk and Two something. different pairs I brought you. Uh, oh, you I brought was, me the ones that I put a run in. Cable net? And then, well, no, I think those are the cable nets. And then, whatever. You got one of these. Awesome. I didn't even know that was a yeah, diamond. You can give me yeah. one pair. Later on, oh, my friend. Yeah, these up to the, 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 the uh, knee socks. I showed you. I don't need to see that, Jerry. So I love I love my boot tights. Folks can visit bootights.com. Yeah, that's right. And do we have a discount for folks? Not right. Right now, I don't think. But Shelby, mm-hmm. they just had uh, Shelby just sponsored uh, an event in New York. Uh, gosh, yesterday uh, for a, 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 a designer, and when they wore all of her tights and everything, they, the, the gals loved them. Everybody loved them. So very exciting to see things back in motion again after post COVID here and stuff like that uh, for boot tights. So we're excited about that. So that's awesome. I just spent a few days in Charlotte helping out with the uh, with Charlotte or in Charlotte. No, I, it's Charlotte, North Carolina, <laughs> <laughs> handling all the uh, we had to do inventory. For thousands and thousands of various tights and socks and all sorts of stuff, so it's yeah. crazy. But uh, we we succeeded. So, but hey, Warren, I got a question for you, my friend. I'm listening. All right. So yeah, here we go. 
challenge. So it, it has to do with actually perfectly what you're talking about. The insurance it's a company report in your hand. Exactly right. That's why. Whoa, hand it see, over, buddy. That's why I'm coming to you. Let me see this, baby. Yeah, that's why. So, but here it was all friendly fire. I my car while I was sleeping was a, a, a third third vehicle in an accident because just somebody. So you're number three in the in the claim. Exactly. So I don't know what to do. I'll and tell you exactly. That's what why to do. I brought it to you, my friend. Okay, everybody. But let see people know this. what's going on because you know so this is okay, a deal. Like, I, I didn't know. Yeah. So I overnight my car was parked on the street out in front, and the next day I came out and there was a notice on the uh, an accident report notice on the on the hood. What? Yeah. So I'm like, you're lucky. Happened? You yeah. are lucky. Yeah. I can't yeah. believe someone was that responsible. Well, the cops were there. Cops did it and oh, everything. So, oh. so so my car got hit. There was two cars that hit, and then one of them landed in the, the front corner panel of my car. Didn't do much damage, well, yeah, but I was involved. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> so so that was a deal. So Sorry. I don't know what to do now. I 2015 Ford Focus. You have that's me, right, sir? Gotcha. Yeah, that's me. Yeah, I figured out the police report after 16 pages. Exactly right. I, so I don't know. So what do to they do. have? Do they have? I'll the, tell you exactly what to do. Yeah, I didn't want to call insurance company and get them involved. If I don't know what the hell I'm doing. Uh, you're not calling your insurance company one Perfect. bit. That's what I was hoping to hear. I'm not going to mention the names of the insurance company because okay. that's a form of advertising, whether it's positive or negative. Very true. Correct. Exactly. So I will not do that. But right. Uh, tomorrow morning. It's Elsa Gundo Insurance Company out of... No. No, 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 no. You are in a secure scenario if their coverage is viable. Mm-hmm. You have a quality insurance company that I will give you the phone number to to call claims in tomorrow. Love I you. know the number right yes, here. That's, it's and phone, right? Uh, it's a simple number, and you'll call there, and you're going to explain that you have a copy of this police mm-hmm. report. Is your car drivable, first oh, of all? Oh, gosh, totally. It's, it, it, Did they... Whatever. It's terrible. It's a really I just asked if it's drivable. Right. As long it's as it's drivable, that's great. Right. We're going to get them to fix your car if mm-hmm. the policy is active. Mm-hmm. We're going to get them to give you a car to use while your car gets fixed. Wow. And it's going to be simple. And you're not going to be resistant mm-hmm. to any of their questions because nope. you are 3,000% in the right. Perfect. Okay. Maybe 3,001%. Wow. I've never been 3,001%. In the right about anything. Anything. Yeah. Yeah, but you are now the person who was yeah the middle car has that's the terrible issue. insurance oh. and it, it doesn't say what you have who you don't have to no, no, I don't no, want to no, know no, who your no, car, no, your no, coverage is no, no. on the air gotcha okay so but uh, this is going to be easy or should be okay God willing and uh, looking at this but so like, if people don't have a guy like like like. I had, you were conveniently here for the show and all that, so if the, you <laughs> know right, what I mean. I, right. You're exactly right, but uh, so if would this be something that someone would? I mean, where do they go? Like, I if Pick I wouldn't up the know, phone and call European U.S. Car Service. Yes, for Warren okay. Price. No, you, so you would that's handle it. this over the phone. Okay. Boom, over right. the phone. Done. Well here, done. Okay. Here's what that's I would do. Saying. I would look at your police report number. Yes. I would know immediately where this was written. Mm-hmm. She's been there. She's seen this. Yes, right. I would go to my computer, and I would literally pay mm-hmm. to get your police report because I know mm-hmm. that I'm doing someone justice in it. For a couple bucks, wow. I don't care to yes. help you. you are if one... I get the job or not, I'm going to help you. Right. So you call 773-248-1200, and you ask. And you know what? The funny thing is, all the guys that work with me, mm-hmm. they know what to do, too. Yeah, there you go. You know, we've uh, they've all been working for me They're for on a the period same page. of time. They're yeah. all on the same page. And all we want to do is help you guys. Because the public has no clue how to do this. I'm Jerry Public right here. Yeah, yeah. I had no clue. Uh, I would say approximately uh, of the 99.9% of the people who drive automobiles, 
they really don't know how to handle it. The other one tenth of a percent's in the car business. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, cool. All yeah, right. this is simple. Well, folks, that's what you do, man. If you come, something like this happens and you're not sure, just call our guy. Matter of fact, the person who hit you had the, their license is expired. Whoa, their license plates. Yours is active. And Thank the you. Person who Scared is me. in the middle is active. Gotcha. But that doesn't mean anything as long as their policy mm-hmm. is active. Gotcha. Simple. Excellent. All right. Look at well, that. Wow, that'll be that'll be a handshake. Oh, oh I love thank you I love so these much, moments. sir. My pleasure. I'll get you some boot tights off of here. <laughs> Blue. Okay. I got colors. Well, actually, I'd like to have red tights for okay. uh, Valentine's. Know. That's why I'm wearing Take red today. These are amazing. By the way. I have. They're, they're, they're like, it's like it's like a lycra hug. Mm-hmm. A li- oh, <laughs> huggies are are nice too. Are they made of lycra? Awesome. I probably should check that well, out first. Uh-huh. I think they're made of yeah, there's a little bit in there. Yeah, like a lycra hug. There should be a better word for in front of that spandex hug. No, no one likes a spandex. No, spandex. Spandex are okay. A lyric of Lycra Hug. Mm-hmm. Love. Lycra Love. Lycra Love. There you go. Look at you. <laughs> marketing. Yeah, it's very funny. That product, when they made it, you never knew it would be such a stunning and outstanding and protective mm-hmm. item. Yeah. It keeps you warm. Mm-hmm. Keeps you tight. Yeah. And it, it makes some of you sexy as well. I, didn't, it's, uh, I'm not, I can't go there. It's not, you know, let's, I'm just let's reset. Let's take a break. Uh, we got a caller. I saw your eyes. We've got Jim on hold. He wants to talk about exploding airbags. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Okay, I can do I, that. I, I don't know if he's trying to make them explode or they accidentally explode. I know how explode. you can make those explode. All right, then let's talk wow. about that when we come back. Jerry Walski. I'm, I'm so leaving. Happy to, I'm getting out, though. Why? Well, I got things. I mean, you are you leaving? Are, I'm gonna, I got things to do. Make sure you leave what's on the table there. Oh, it's already good. You're yeah, making you're me sad. Okay. Oh, sorry. He got warned. He's got inch. Right. Calls a take. I'll okay. see you it's soon. Good to see you. It's good to All see right, you, bye, young Jerry. lady. All right. All right, Jerry. Jerry Walski, <laughs> our uh, collaborator, <laughs> our, our beer Sherpa, uh, our all around our social media guy. Thank you so much for everything. Happy Valentine's Day, Jerry. You I, too. I owe you a couple, Marga, two, three. Don't all worry. right. Take care. Uh, thank you, Jerry. Uh, call me tomorrow. Give yes, him, sir. Call, call your guy. Warren Price. Oh, actually. Studio yes. Are we taking a break? Yeah, we're taking a break. Warren Price, European U.S. car service at 4080 North Broadway. Proud sponsor, I hope, of the Patty Vasquez show. Well, it's absolutely. The, the, I, I'm the, driving. Listen, home. I'm really proud to be involved with Patty for as long as I have, and Thank it's been you. a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. We, it's, we're like family now. I love it. Appreciate it. Okay. You, okay, let's, we'll, we'll, we have to CCB, go to a break. To be continued. To be continued with Warren Price, European US dot com. More in a moment on Heartland Signal. Jonas Esposito, live, local, and progressive on WCPT Willow Springs, is powered by ComEd. See how ComEd is preparing for a clean energy future at comed.com slash clean energy. This is WCPT 820, where facts matter. Hi, this is Kirk Bankstead from the Minocqua Brewing Company, and I sell progressive beer like AOC IPA and Bernie Brew, a lovingly irascible democratic socialist lager. A percentage of the proceeds of every beer I sell goes to helping keep Wisconsin blue and driving the Trump cult out of our state. Enjoy a great craft beer and help your dysfunctional neighbor to the north get its democracy back. Now available at Arminetti Wine and Spirits in Woodstock, Illinois, and Famous Liquors in Lombard, as well as in Chicago at ANS Wine and Spirits, Back of the Yards, and Grand and Western Liquors, Ukrainian Village. Please drink responsibly. You're listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. Warren Price and I were just saying goodbye to Jerry Walski, and uh, I'm, I, I get very lucky. I like there was a point in my life. Uh, let me let's put a pause on that to be continued because we have a listener who's been on hold. But I want to talk oh, okay. about making friends as we okay. get older. Yes, because I thought I was done. Like in my thirties, I was like, I'm not going to make any more new friends. And I've made some of the best friends of my life in Look my forties. Who's 40s. on your show that are I'm your friends? Saying, that's how it started. Let's, but we'll come back to that. Okay, my friend, my friend. Let me. Jim is also my friend. Hey, Jim, what's on your mind? 
Hi, Perry. I heard uh, my favorite song on Valentine's Day. My funny Valentine's Day. Yeah. From the 40s. It's a beautiful song, beautiful lyric. But this is a very funny story. And here's the car game. As 30 people died from exploding airbags last year. Oh, my God. Now, yeah, I'm trying to picture myself. If I'm in a car, I don't drive anywhere. My brother picks me up occasionally. But. They say the airbag is going off, uh, you hit something, I assume the airbag does it until it's jarred, the car is jarred, and the thing keeps expanding and expanding. Uh, the, the, the 30 people died of it, so I just I'm trying to picture, do you explode with the bag? or? Uh, uh, well, here, here's what's supposed to happen. When the car is hit in a certain position in the vehicle because not every per se front end or side accident is going to have the bag explode it has to hit in a specific way the airbag there's an igniter literally a small bit of uh, gunpowder let's call it and it sets off the bag it, it's wow. a split second uh. but the bag is of a certain size it's supposed to go back to the seat and allow it to cover your face and chest arms as it hits uh, it's not supposed to go through you now there had to have been reasons that these people died from the airbags maybe the speed they were going was excessive beyond the airbags protection it's not all the time that the airbag is going to do its job. If someone's behind the wheel and it's, you know, they're going a little too far. I, I, I agree. I agree with you. No, I, I, I'm imagining myself. I'm imagining you have to be going like 150 miles an hour to have this thing kill you. No, but nobody goes 150 that, miles an hour. No, no. I, well, you, well you, you have, my father had a Mercedes. Fast, 100, yeah. 180. You, you have, went 180 miles an hour. Anyway, to make a long story short, uh, my point is, what are the bags killing? Is the speed killing? Maybe thirty people die, but obviously there's well, let's let's do this. Bag. You're you're not only is the bag going at you, but you're going at the bag. So the speed of the right. bag coming out and you hitting, you're going forward as the bag is going back. So but you're I, actually I, I, increasing. I, I've never I, okay, but I've never heard of exploding airbags. Have you ever heard of you killed by an exploding airbag? I've never heard that. The thirty people have been killed by exploding airbags, which is a strange story. I have not heard that. Yeah, yeah, that's well. You can look it up. Thirty people died of exploding airbags. Now we can. Well, let's see what happens there. But anyway, anyway, you guys have a good Valentine's Day. Thanks. Wow. All right, I'm gonna, (laughs) I'm gonna look this up. People dying, exploding airbags. Now we're, we're, it's googling. We used to have a segment uh, on another show called Googling with Patty. When I, I don't know something, I just figure, why not look it up? Uh, Exploding airbags. Uh, Let's see if that's more than thirty deaths worldwide, including at least twenty-three U.S. fatalities and hundreds of injuries in various automakers vehicles since 09 are linked to the Takata airbag inflators so they that can explode unleashing potentially deadly medical metal shrap metal inside vehicles interesting it was the Takata airbags they were replacing lots and lots and lots of Takata airbags all over from way too many manufacturers because Takata was the manufacturer for endless amounts of manufacturers wow. airbags well, it's also over 400 injuries that happened in the United States as well. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, there was a major recall on airbags. Uh, I thought they were all fulfilled years ago. 
Because this is going back uh, 14 years. I remember I rented a car one time. I was uh, I was in Missouri, and I got a call telling me to pull over immediately, and they would send a car to pay, like the rental agency. It was a do not drive. They were like, do not drive. The, stop right now. I was like, okay. I mean, that's terrifying. That's, yeah, that's like that's, sick. Yeah. yeah what was the problem? I can't, they just said it was a mechanical problem. It's been, uh, they had a recall. And don't drive this car. Don't drive this car right now. Okay. I'm like I'm in I'm do I'm not stopping in Missouri. It's five five minutes ago. Fine. Did five you minutes. drive a little further to get safe or what? I, I I did. I drove to. I had an appointment at Massage Envy. I figured they could pick up the car and have me ready to go Ooh. while I was having my massage. Yeah. Just saying. Did they? <laughs> yes, they did. Okay, it's all fine. This but, is great. Thank you think, very much, Jerry, for uh, letting me read this because I forgot Jim, all about yeah. Takata. Yeah. So I was saying, uh, yeah, the airbag issue. I think I don't even know. I remember with the minivan, we definitely had curtain airbags. Right. I don't know if I have them on the... I hope I never know. How's that? On uh, the, the best, Prius? And the RAV. On the RAV. You have side you have side curtains and you have on the bottoms? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. The, 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 the Toyota RAV is a very safe car. I freaking love that car. Yeah. Can I... Thank you I for hooking me up. I have an 07. Do you? An 07 yeah. RAV? Yeah. yeah. It's a fun car, man. Yeah. Uh, a friend of mine was looking at, he has a, uh, he needs another car, and I was recommending. I actually told him to go to the uh, place over by there. Uh, is it you North, mean BLR North Group, Side? the Chicago Northside Toyota? Northside Toyota. That's the name to- of the place, to- yeah. I said, uh, tell him Patty sent you, because Warren sent her. So. Yeah. Go see Tegan. <laughs> go see Tegan. She's the boss. It's a great, they're they're really nice over there. Yeah. Because we went a few times test driving cars. I remember just going there, and you were there that yeah. one day. Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, it's, a, it's a great place. Oh, here. So Steve uh, from Chicago has uh, thoughts on airbags. Hey, Steve, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very well, thank you. What's on your mind? I think what the previous caller is referring to is there were those Tanaka airbags that were in Hondas and some other cars that had to be replaced out because there was an issue with the nitrogen capsule um, being defective and exploding and killing people. I don't think he's talking about 30 people being killed by airbags in car accidents. Gotcha. They were yeah. they were exploding. It's from of this. the bag itself. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, I'm looking yeah. at a picture of it right now, and it's uh, wow. Yeah, that's scary. Yeah, like I, I have a I have an O2 Civic, and I had to have both my passenger and my driver's side airbags replaced. Good for you. And O2, how many miles you got in that puppy? Um, only like 135. You know, you nice. have another 200,000 or better to put on that car. Wow. That car will just well, run forever. We'll see. It's, it's well, I, I've had a couple of accidents and it's starting to rattle and shake. I'm waiting for car prices to come down because I'm ready to buy something new. Um, save, save, save. But yeah, but yeah, I can, I can, I can totally uh, applaud uh, Hondas. They, you know, they're always in my top two or three cars to look at when I'm, when I'm buying a new one. Look, it's been a while. Yeah. I, I, I my mother, I drive, I drive them until they fall apart. Okay. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Warren will tell you. I, listen, I don't have a new car. Yeah. I drive them until they die. Yeah. Yeah. Or until I find another one that's as good or pretty. Yeah. I, yeah. Like, I like my cars. <laughs> I like my cars very much. And yeah. Warren helped me get both of them, actually. Yeah, thank you. You're Cause, welcome. Because he's my car guy. Yeah. He knows what he's oh, doing. Oh, I got another Ford that just came up. Remember the Ford you didn't use? The Edge? Yeah. Same car? Different, similar, same year. Um, oh, that was a 2010, wasn't it? No, it was an 09, black yeah. one. Yeah, I, I like remember. That one. And then you got the uh, Prius instead. Prius instead, yeah, because yeah. it could fit the wheelchair. It's so fit, weird. Yeah, craziest thing in the world. But Patty <laughs> bought her, uh, got the a Prius. Uh, I showed her a SUV to fit her wheelchair for her son, and it wouldn't fit. And then uh, this tiny little Prius, it fit perfect in the back. It was so wild. Yeah, yeah. and it's still going. Yeah, we love it. Thanks, Steve. Anything else on your mind? 
Nope. Have a great night. You too. Thank Thanks you. for calling. I appreciate that. I do. I really love that. I mean, Steve and I, we were just mentioning, uh, it's just fun to drive that little 2010 Prius. Gas mileage. Outrageous. Yeah. It's crazy. I think we're only, we're still at like, I think we bought it at 110,000 miles and we're still like at 154, maybe 160. I know. It's not too bad. You've had it for five years, six years. Well, we also had the pandemic. Kind of, uh, kind yes, of the driving. Stop yeah. driving. Yeah. yeah, and the I do I don't miss the mileage on that Odyssey. I do miss it. it burned gas. Oh my god! Like yeah. it was like eight miles of the gallon. It was ridiculous. Mm, I know a little bit better, but still. But the Rav is great. And uh, so you mentioned you have a Ford Edge two thousand nine. Yeah, yeah. I sold it. Now oh. I'm going to buy it back. Are you really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, he, he went. And he bought a, a he bought a Tesla. Oh jeez. Yeah. yeah. All right. Let's get all fancy. Dave and Hoffman Estates wants to join us. Go, hi, More Dave. airbag talk. It's your airbag talk. You was listening to Drive <laughs> on. We want to hear about your airbags. Hey, Dave, what's on your mind? Hey, click and clack. Hey, happy <laughs> Thank you very much. I'll take that. They're great. Yeah, they were. They were. And, uh, the airbag also, that reason they put the baby seats in the back seat, because a lot of babies got killed when they were. Yes, that was very dangerous to leave the front seat with a child in it. And that's why they moved them back there. And, and Warren, whatever happened on that deal with the, remember a few years back with the uh, Toyotas, when they supposedly, when they claimed that the when they braked, it still kept accelerating or something? Remember that? Um, honestly, I, I, I don't have an answer for that question. I don't remember it was Toyota that had that issue, um, yeah. that when you, uh, it's an interesting question. I don't have that answer. Because I always kept thinking on that. Why didn't those people just pop it into neutral? Well, when you're in the middle of a situation to put the puzzle together to make alternative driving moves, it's hard to put, you know, into mind what you should do to, you know, stop your car. You know, no one knows that if you pop it into neutral. Did you know if you're sliding on ice and you keep it in gear, you'll keep sliding? But if you pop it into neutral... It'll stop very quickly. Yes, I was the one that told you that last time we talked. <laughs> oh, I don't remember. I'm so so sorry. Yeah, no, no. Because like I said, when I grew up, I, I learned up that real quick because, uh, you know, the wheels they can pull. You know, you disengage it, basically, you know. Yeah, you take the load off of the vehicle. Yeah. But uh, anywho, I just thought I'd mention that on the... Thank you. Thank you. Very much. Yeah, all right. Be well, guys. Appreciate All right. You have a great night. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so I'm going to continue this uh, thought that I, I put a pin in for a moment uh, is that I thought like because I'm, I'm a comic, a male dominated industry and my peers, if I'm, you know, start out with comedy and, and comedy or I work with someone that I admire, we generally are all traveling. So it was very hard to make friends for a long time. Oh, right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. then uh, so so when I started work, and I remember like lamenting it to my husband because he had like lifelong friends. And for me, my, we kind of grew apart my friends from grade school and high school and college. So I was just like, I guess this is it. I guess I'm, you know, I'm going to just not, I mean, I don't know why it felt, it was like just pity party for myself. I know. And then I started working at WGN radio and, uh, and I, I got to invite people from all walks of life who were at the top of their, well, not like at the top of their game or experts in their field, people who were well-rounded in so many ways, Elliot Serrano, Adam Selzer, uh, as was already working there, Scott Stantis. And then Scott loves Scott. Oh my God. And then by some twist of luck, uh, I, you were introduced because, well, someone, we don't talk about why, but I mean, 
mean, like, it's we just, met. I just want to let folks know that and it's, you don't have to have one. You don't have to have a radio show to find new people. It's, it is keeping your interests and your self available uh, to the possibilities. And I want to thank you, it's Warren. Not, thank I want to thank you, Warren, for being such a wonderful friend these years. And that's my Valentine's to you. It's just been an absolute honor to be your friend. Thank you, Patty. Thank um, you. It's, it's a ride that will hopefully continue for a long time because oh, yeah. I have enjoyed... Oh, God, we've had such good times throughout all the years of doing this. I I don't know how many years it is, but enough that I can say I'm interested in doing it for years more because this is an absolute riot. Isn't it though? Yeah, I love it. You know, and people calling in, asking questions, answering them, not having answers, just having time with you. Well, thank you very much. And, and the thing is, like, in your field, like for Elliot, right, he is, he's, he's got so many things, whether it's like pop culture and if I have a question or if I, you know, I'm curious about something. And for you, like people, everyone, I would say what, what would you say? 80% of people drive, right? No, less. Less? Oh, yeah. Less, like, less. Why are they all in my way then? There's too many cars in my way, Warren. That's because those are the people that are driving. I and know. Believe me, the, the population is the other way around. What are your thoughts on, because you, you're right across the street from a great bike shop. A gr- oh, I mean, my God. Like that best. guy, Ronnie? Yes. He's the best. He doesn't even have a name on that shop. No. He is. He was in today. He brought his car over today. Did he really? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's, he's great, Ronnie. What I'm trying to uh, help folks and, and help myself, actually, trying to uh, be better about being a car person, car brained, right? I use my car most of the time, but being aware of cyclists and pedestrians because we are in such a hurry. Uh, we're Look, what I wish people could understand is you're in a car. You are safe from the elements, from people. I mean, if somebody hits you, you most likely... Most likely you're safe. Yeah, most likely they're safe. The pedestrians, people on their bikes, people with wheelchairs and walkers and scooters. like Not safe. Not safe. So just think of yourself driving, taking care of those people, too. You need to... If you're a driver, you really need to absolutely open your eyes more because there are more people out there are more people riding bikes there are more people driving those electric scooters which are deadly and dangerous and should be outlawed yeah yes because i saw oh i I, i've seen these electric little scooters not stopping at stop signs blasting right through and you've got the right of way and you can't see him coming at 20 miles an hour through a stop sign in the dark and you can plaster them and die right you know you could die avoiding them and they keep going and they don't know they don't care and bicyclists when they drive down the middle of the street and they think they own the street you know they don't own the street you know, they have to be careful, but we as drivers... We're going to be okay. If we hit a cyclist, they won't be. Yeah, they're not going to be, but we no. have to be careful because it's going to be our fault. Right. And it's really not always our fault. If that's the way you got to look at it. And I'm, you know, part of it is we drive with the just the aggression, right? I got I, I to go somewhere. I have I to gotta, be somewhere. I got to get there now. I, 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 right. I, I, you know. Drive as a team, folks. If we could drive as a team, if we could all get there... Alive. And My sick. mother said to me, if you get to the wedding 10 minutes late because of traffic and you didn't hurry and you got there safe, you did your job. You did your job. I also hate people who don't uh, pull far enough into the intersection to, on a left turn signal and so that everybody can get through. So I do drive aggressively. I get really mad I have at those a, I have a funny one. Okay. Um, I pulled up to the intersection of Division and Larrabee in front of the uh, uh, firehouse. 
Division in Larrabee. And I missed a sign that says, don't go past here. And I went and I blocked the driveways to the fire trucks that are coming out. And there was a squad car behind me. And all of a sudden I got, you know, signals to pull over. I pulled over. What did I do? He says, did you know that you missed that stop sign? I mean, that sign. I said, I didn't see the sign. He says, it's right there before the driveways. You have to, you can't pull and block driveways even at a stoplight. You have to let it go. So I was like, oh my God. You know, I was, I was freaked out. You know, I even had a ticket and (laughs) I can't tell you how many years. I've been I've been good. I've been. A, I got parking tickets, but I got a right turn on red. I didn't come to a complete stop. That was a it was a California camera. stop. They call them. Is it a rolling stop? Yeah, ro- yeah, rolling. Yeah. They call them California rollers. I. This is my other quiz for all dramatic candidates. Sometimes I'll ask them, "What? How do you know you've come to a complete stop at a stop sign? You know? How do you know you stop? No, but the car goes forward and then back. That's when it's coming. That's to a com- stop. That's yeah. a stop. Yeah. yeah, lean forward, go back. That that's a complete stop. Yes, but. How many people do that? I, I'm trying. I'm, I'm trying. There's a, someone said there's an ordinance I remember the other day about turning right. That when you pull up to an intersection, the inside lane past where the like a bus would be is not for turning, but you're supposed to turn from the center lane over. And I said, "That's crazy. That doesn't make any sense." Because they were hit by the person that was turning right, uh-huh. and they said that the person who was turning right from the inside was wrong. I said, that's wrong. I've never heard that. I've never heard that. And, you know, as a scene investigator, it doesn't make any sense. Does anyone know anything about the... Okay, public. Yeah. Does anyone seven, ever... Seven, three. Yeah, call the number. 773... 763-9278. Is there something about an ordinance about turning right at stoplights I that I don't know about? We'll take a break and let's see if anyone calls and lets us know. All righty. We're hanging out with Warren Price from European U.S. Car Service over by there at 4080 North Broadway. Give him a call if you happen to be in a car situation and you need some help. 773-248-1200. That's 773-248-1200. The website is europeanus.com. More in a moment on Driving at Home with me, Patty Vasquez, on the Heartland Signal. Tonight on Democracy Now! As China accuses the U.S. of flying its own spy balloons over China, we'll look at the growing tension between Washington and Beijing after the Biden administration shot down a Chinese surveillance balloon and three additional unidentified flying objects in the U.S. and Canada. We'll also look at how the U.S. is expanding its military footprint in the Pacific. All those stories and more tonight at 11 on WCPT 820. You're listening to WCPT 820, because facts matter. Listening to Driving It Home with Patty Vasquez on WCPT 820. So I don't think we have any answers, Warren. I don't okay. think we have any answers about the uh, ordinance. Maybe about the, the ordinance right doesn't lane. exist. I have so many other things I want to talk to you about, but we're almost out of time. We have two minutes about... And, uh, well, I'll come back tomorrow, the next day, the next day, the sure. next day, the next day, the next day, the next day. Come on, hang out. Like, what are you doing on Friday? We can, I know you've got to go Friday, out. Friday? What's Friday? No, I'm busy Friday. Where are you going for dinner with your with your Valentines? Uh, nowhere tonight. Oh. I have to go arrange to help um, Kim mm-hmm. uh, get her Range Rover uh, fixed. Okay. 
she's my former wife and the mother of my kids and she's a lovely lady and I help her as much as I can. I wish I could afford to hire her to do some interior design for me because I, I, oh, I want to redo some she's things. she's unbelievable. I know. She's I, got I, great I've ideas. S- and, I've seen your house. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's not my house. Mine, she, you should see her. The, the, she's got a great mind. She owns a company called The Fine Line okay. over at 503 North Illinois, 312 <laughs> so, you know, Line? The Fine Line, yeah. yeah. And she does unbelievable stuff. I love yeah. that you get along so well with her. I, I was thinking about this the other day. I think, with the exception of maybe two boys, I'm friends with, I, I'm friend, friendly or friends with all of my ex-boyfriends. Why not? We actually had, Jerry had a whole, he was like, we, we were going to have a whole side campaign when I was running for state rep. Because uh-huh. uh, one, one a mom of an ex-boyfriend from high school contributed to my campaign. Uh-huh. Another ex-boyfriend had a lawn sign. Like it was, he was like, oh, "It's Patty's exes." You know, we were going to write out a letter. Like if I still think she's, I mean, it's a testimony to who we are. Is well, it? You know, it's funny. Just because you can't go on doesn't mean you can't go back. Right. You know, yeah. you're talking about friends, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I have friends that go back to kindergarten. Yeah. That I'm still beyond loving with. You know, it's, it's it's great. I have I can't even count the quantity of people that are in my life. Look what happened when we were the last show I was on. Huh? You were talking to that one person from Lane Tech, remember? Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, someone called from Mommenson High School yes. to talk to me. Yes, it's like Whoa. And, and then Natalie was here. Na- oh, you know that Natalie? was on Friday night. Yes. Friday night. Natalie, are you listening? <laughs> Jose, everybody, yes. Anthony, the owners of Doghouse CrossFit, yep. my favorite place to work out in the city of Chicago, <laughs> and uh, very fun. And yeah. I know that uh, I know that you get up very early in the morning, and I've got a lot going on. We're almost done here. Is there anything that you had on your mind that you wanted to share with listeners? Um, I want everyone to be safe. Yeah. I want everyone to make good decisions. Um, I want everybody to uh, be prepared for anything that comes across their table. Um, life's interesting these days. Um, I'm glad that uh, it's it's really challenging. Um, I uh, am looking very forward to tomorrow. You know, because I don't know what's you know tomorrow's going to bring, but I know that uh, once I crack my eyes open, I'm ready to deal with uh, whatever's in store for me. You well, know, and uh, I'm here to help people and uh, be there. And I'm so know? grateful that uh, I'm one of those people that gets to really benefit from your generosity, your kindness, your enthusiasm, and uh, always love having you on the show. This is a riot for me. I just, I dig it. <laughs> Thank you. We'll talk to you again soon. Again, European U.S. car service at 4080 North Broadway. Give Warren a call if you need his help, 773-248-1200. Or email, the website is europeanus.com. Yeah. Bye, Warren. Thank Bye, you, Patty. Baby. Happy Valentine's Day, everybody. Happy Valentine's Day. Mike Kreutz up next with the Devil's Advocates. Bye, everyone.